Last week's episode of We Were Warned covered a lot of ground on the approved visions and prophecies of the mystics relating to the suppression of the Mass. A lot has happened since that video, so I want to get right into covering this today. If for some reason you don't know what I mean by suppression of the Mass, due to the big thing happening internationally right now, in many dioceses around the world the public Mass has been cancelled, with priests saying the Mass in private, but no communion for the faithful. Let's get into the big update about this now. Just know that I have to be careful at times of how I speak about this issue because of the usual reasons. First, let's start with the good news. The Vicariate of Rome has reinstated the public Mass after they realized that suppressing the Mass was a bad idea. Go figure. Initially, the Vicariate of Rome issued a decree closing all churches to conform to the decree of the secular rulers of Italy that public gatherings be cancelled. In an otherwise unprecedented move, Rome bent the knee, which caused heartbreak and anguish among the faithful. On Friday, March 13th, Rome rescinded that order. From the National Catholic Register, quote, Following considerable dismay at yesterday's decree, Cardinal Angelo de Donatus, the Pope's vicar for the Diocese of Rome, said in a statement issued Friday morning that he was placing the ultimate responsibility for entry into places of worship on priests and all the faithful, so as not to expose the population to any danger of contagion. The statement continued, At the same time, today's decision has been taken to avoid sign of a physical ban on access to the place of worship by closing it, which could create disorientation and a greater sense of insecurity. Any ecclesial precautionary measure must take into account not only the common good of civil society, but also that unique and precious good which is the faith, especially that of the littlest ones, the statement said. Monastic and other religious houses will continue to be closed to the faithful who are not permanent members of those communities, end quote. This announcement came shortly after an address by Pope Francis where he criticized rash decisions that had been made to close public worship, saying, quote, Drastic measures are not always good, and that therefore we pray that the Holy Spirit might grant pastoral discernment to pastors so that they might perceive measures that might not leave the holy, faithful people of God alone, and so that people of God might feel accompanied by their pastors, end quote. This should restore at least some of the trust in the leadership of the church that had been undermined in recent days. No word yet at the time of this production of the video how the atheistic regime ruling Italy has responded to this. But to be sure, if you're not feeling well, the rule from the Vatican is to stay home. You can keep that in mind. Now, So now that the good news is out of the way, let's get to the rest of it. Archbishop Vigano was contacted by LifeSite News to comment on the closures of parishes around the world. His response, quote, I totally disagree with the measures taken by the church in Italy, and said that he agreed with the criticism Italian journalist Antonio Sochi offered, quote, from Sochi. This pontificate started with the slogan, Outgoing Church, and now the Pope and Cardinals have literally barricaded themselves in the Vatican. Even the Angelus was live-streamed, because of the big thing happening right now. The big thing is my words, not Sochi's. There are no more bridges, but walls, very high and impassable, behind which the Pope, Cardinals, and Monsignors hide. And that there is a great hypocrisy of the progressive church, because the shepherd must take the smell of the sheep. But that Francis and the Cardinals decided to run and hide well clear of the sheep and their breath. Well, maybe the stinging words of these critics got Francis to react. We'll probably never know, but the outrage of the faithful from being denied the sacraments is justified. But we do have a string of closures around the world to go over, and some of them are quite extreme. 
your takeaway from this is that you should take advantage of your parish offering confession and the Mass as soon as possible because we don't know if this will happen more in the coming weeks. And as always, it is prudent to stay in a state of grace. I mean, it always is prudent for that, but especially now. Here's why. Gloria TV is reporting that 10 of 16 Japanese dioceses have suspended all public masses due to what is going on. In Austria, several dioceses have taken extreme measures. For example, the Vienna Archdiocese and Fieldrich Diocese have suspended all public masses. Klagenfurt Diocese has forbidden the distribution of the Blessed Sacrament. The Archdiocese of Munich has suspended all baptism and confirmation, which blows my mind. Imagine the consequences of suspending baptisms. It's unthinkably worse in Washington, D.C., where the new archbishop and likely future cardinal, one protege of Donald World, Archbishop Gregory, ordered the closure of all public masses and even confession beginning this past Saturday, March 14th. The following is an excerpt from the official public announcement issued by his diocesan offices. Quote, Archbishop Gregory has indicated masses open to the public in all archdiocesan parishes, missions, and campus ministries will not be celebrated starting this Saturday, March 14th, until further notice. Weddings and funerals may proceed, but attendance should be limited to immediate family. Archbishop Gregory has also issued a dispensation from the obligation to attend Mass during this time to all parishioners of the Archdiocese of Washington, end quote. So there you have it. Apparently any scheduled weddings and funerals can continue, but must be limited to the immediate family being in attendance. Maybe now's a good time to get married if you need it. Elsewhere, the governor of Maryland has banned large public gatherings, including religious ones. Cardinal O'Malley has illegally suppressed reception of communion on the tongue and is calling for people to adopt the abomination of communion in the hand. Quoting the Boston Herald, quote, O'Malley is calling for the temporary suspension of communion on the tongue, instead asking worshippers to receive the Eucharist in their hand, the change motivated by care and concern for the health of our people, especially those who are most vulnerable. Daily and Sunday Mass will continue, but all other public gatherings in parishes, including dinners, lunches, and other social events, are to be postponed or canceled. Catholic appeal events scheduled for this weekend will be postponed at least until May 2nd. Those who are at particular risk by reason or of age or existing health condition are excused from obligation to attend Mass, O'Malley said. Though they are encouraged to participate through live streaming on Catholic TV, holy water fonts are also to be emptied and cleaned. I ask and rely upon pastors, priests, and deacons, and others in our community to be particularly watchful for the sick and those in need of the anointing of the sick in these times. I ask all in administration to observe these norms and to cooperate with public officials, O'Malley said. End quote. For anybody who disagrees with what I said about a communion in the hand, go listen to what are the recent statement from Bishop Athanasius Schneider. I put it up a couple of weeks ago right here on this channel where he addresses communion in the hand versus communion on the tongue in these times. It's not, the, the risks are at the very least the same, if not higher, for communion in the hand. But anyway, in Geneva, the Mass has been pretty much canceled at the same place that the interreligious so-called Mass was to be celebrated, where Protestants would be permitted to illegally per, uh, desecrate the Holy Eucharist. All Masses have been canceled, including that abomination. Quoting a piece on Gloria TV, Quote, Charles Morod of Switzerland, the bishop there, suppressed all masses in the canton of Geneva until May 15th, including during the Easter period. His argument, quote, it's impossible to guarantee the two meters social distance between people. 
Morad admits that it is vital for us to pray together and receive the Eucharist, but that doesn't absolve us from the duty not to cause the death of others and to obey the authorities of our rule of law. End quote. So yes, the Bishop of Geneva thinks it's wise to cancel the Easter liturgy, including the Holy Week and confirmations done typically at Easter. Bishop Tobin in New Jersey has suspended all weekend Masses, but is still offering daily Mass for some reason. This will run through Easter. Rem reminder, if you ever go to daily Mass, it's not typically younger people who go. It's usually going to be the people who are at most at risk right now. Keep that in mind. Not every bishop has lost his senses in this crisis, though, possibly either heading the, heeding the words of, of or being the inspiration for those words from Francis that I quoted earlier. Here they are again. Quote, Drastic measures are not always good, and so we pray that the Holy Spirit might give priests the ability for pastoral discernment so that they may perceive measures that may not leave the holy people of God alone. End quote. So, for example, in the Archdiocese of Portland, Oregon, Archbishop Sample had this to say, quote from the Catholic World Report, The celebration of the Most Holy Eucharist is the source and summit of the Christian life. It is in the holy sacrifice of the Mass that we encounter the mystery of our redemption, are nourished by God's word, and receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, Archbishop Alexander Sample announced in the March 12th statement. The governor of the state of Oregon, Kate Brown, has canceled all public gatherings of more than 250 people. The fact is that most of the masses celebrated on the weekends in the Archdiocese of Portland are far below that number, Sample added, while announcing several dispensations from the obligation of Catholics to attend Sunday Mass in the Archdiocese. End quote. In Cloyne, Ireland, the bishop has closed all public masses, leaving parishes open for private prayer only. He has invited the faithful to unite themselves during their morning offering to, in, into the private masses being said by the priests and bishops of the diocese. The bishop has instituted the similar restrictions on weddings and funerals that we've seen elsewhere. Eucharistic adoration is canceled as well. No word is of yet about confession. Adoration is run, has been running in that town for over 30 years at 24 hours a day. Thanks to a viewer in Ireland who sent that tip in. I wasn't aware of it. The more sensible approach in my mind is not fewer masses, but more of them. This is the attitude of Archbishop Gadecki, the head of the Polish Bishops' Conference. He recently called for more masses to be said, not fewer. And he's absolutely right. The bishop said the following, quote, In the current situation, I wish to remind you that just as hospitals treat diseases of the body, so the church serves to, among other things, treat illnesses of the soul. That is why it is unimaginable that we not pray in our churches, he wrote. I remind you that in the current situation, old people and the sick can stay at home from their watch broadcasts of Holy Mass. He continued offering a list of Masses broadcast on various Polish television stations. End quote. He also reminded people that the sign of peace is unnecessary in the Mass, but his attitude is the right one. Those who can should go to Mass more in this time, not less, if they are able. Acts of penance and reparation are needed now. That is the Catholic way. In closing, here are the words of our blessed Lord to ponder. From Matthew chapter 10, verses 28 to 33, from the Knox translation. Quote, And there is no need to fear those who kill the body, but have no means of killing the soul. Fear him more who has the power to ruin body and soul in hell. Are not sparrows sold too for a penny? And yet it is impossible for one of them to fall to the ground without your heavenly Father's will. And as for you, he takes every hair of your head into his reckoning, do not be afraid, then. You count for more than a host of sparrows. And now, whoever acknowledges me before men, I too will acknowledge him before my Father who is in heaven. And whoever disowns me before men, before my Father in heaven, I too will disown him. End quote.
To me, it's a borderline crime closing off the sacrament of penance to those who need it. While I disagree with restricting the Eucharist in these times, I understand the logic behind it, but I'll never understand the idea that it's a good idea in these times to bar people from the sacrament of penance. Keeping the confessionals open more is what is needed, not less, and the faithful should be encouraged more than ever to go to confession. I'm not a priest, but I will say this again. Go to confession if you need to. You don't know if this is coming to a diocese near you. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Please be prudent in these times and remain otherwise calm and level-headed. And please pray for the church. Thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.